everybody. Welcome back to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and Robert Duncan McNeil. Robbie, hello. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm okay, man. It was uh, Halloween yesterday. So. I know. I know. Here in, We're here in Vancouver, and uh, there's a, a tradition of firing off uh, fireworks, like lighting fireworks all over town around Halloween. And it was so loud last night. It was crazy mm. how many fireworks there were. Did you guys get trick-or-treaters? We did not. No. We're in a high-rise building here. so Oh, uh, uh, so that doesn't really happen. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> and there's, yeah, and this building only has two units per floor so it's not even like there's a bunch of units on the floor so okay look at your shirt i know it's so crazy because like if you're kind of looking at it now you're thinking oh is that the joker maybe right yeah it looks like the joker a little bit right but it's really it's bill 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 Murray, murray but it's bill murray as beetlejuice but because of the background my green screen his green hair is now the background so yeah. it's and it also from certain angles it kind of looks like gene simmons of kiss you know it does a little like, bit yeah yeah a little kiss makeup going on um but i wore it by the way your background yeah. of voyager coming through yeah. some clouds and the what where's that from that's very cool yeah i don't know i just found it's it. not from an episode or anything though I don't think so, but no. I just found it online and I thought it would be nice to yeah, use with I my like backdrop. That. That's yeah. very cool. Very dramatic. So this week's episode yes. is Prototype. 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 Yes. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's go watch this and come back and, and give everybody our recap. Yeah? I can't wait. Okay. All right. See, See you, you soon. soon. All right, guys, welcome back. We are back from our rewatch of Prototype. And guess who's joining us here? Our special guest. We have none other than Rick Worthy, who plays Automated Unit 3947 in Prototype. Rick Worthy, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Good job. Man, what wow, memories. <laughs> oh, I know. First so of all, let me just memories. let me just start off with um. You are from Detroit, Motor City, Michigan, okay? You were born between Robbie's birth date and my birth date. Robbie's a a 1964 baby. You're a 1967 baby. I'm a 1968 baby. So you are stuck right in the middle of us. So you went to University of Michigan, okay? So uh, that was your alma mater. Uh, Was Tom Brady there uh, at the time? uh, Man, wow. Gosh, I think he was. Let me see. Uh, I was there 85 through 89. Okay, that might have been a little earlier. Yeah, been, I think right? he yeah, came right after. Yeah, yeah. there was, yeah. There was um, no, it was, it was, uh, it was Elvis Gar- Garback. Elvis Garback was yeah. your QB there? <laughs> he went on to be a Raven QB? Yes. Oh my goodness. You brought, okay. You, when you asked me that, I was like, whoa, yeah, I had to go back in my mind. Um, it was Elvis, man. Now, Rick, once you got to Hollywood, um, you've done numerous Trek projects. Voyager isn't the only Trek thing that you've done i know you've done uh you did a voiceover for star trek klingon you've also worked on ds9 you've worked on enterprise um you worked Mm -hmm. on insurrection as well so um i think voyager was your first trek role is that right or no i have been dying to answer this question okay so (laughs) (laughs) um I left Ann Arbor finally. Um, I graduated uh, in 90. I took a year off to make some more money so I can finish. And um, during that time, I did some theater in Detroit. I did a play about Malcolm X and, and Martin Luther King called The Meeting. And would it, like, what if they had met? Oh, wow. Oh, sweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a week before Malcolm's assassination. And, and um, yeah. I played Malcolm's bodyguard, Rashad. I was just, I was so young. I look at some of the pictures. I was like a baby. Yeah, right. All of it. So. You know, you know, you look back in the day. Yeah. Then I moved to Chicago where my brother and his wife were living. And I, I just dove into the theater, theaters uh, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I became a stage, stage actor in Chicago. And, and, and um, after a few years of doing theater and commercials and voiceovers and table reads and whatever I could do, I finally went to L.A. Um, and my agent called me one day, my first year in L.A., which is 25 years ago this year. And she says, um, I know you need some money. And um, <laughs> I know you don't have a car. <laughs> a car. So um, there's a there's a video game um, 
that's uh, being produced over at Paramount with the Star Trek folks. And, um, uh, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but uh, she said she said she said it's called Klingon Warrior, like the Klingon Warrior or something like that. I um, think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. yeah. It, was, it was a long time ago, but yeah, it was a live action video game uh -huh. that I had to audition for as if it were an episodic. Right. So I went into audition and I walk in and the first person I see is Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I, I'm, a, you know, I'm a huge Star Trek fan, you know, myself. So I knew right away who he was. And um, the casting director smiled at me. I believe it was Ron Surma. Uh-huh. Ron was the guy. Yeah. And um, he smiled at me and, you know, gave me that look like, you ready? I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. And I auditioned uh, for one of the Klingons in the video game. And I got the job. You know, that was my uh -huh. first job, yeah. yeah. Oh, so Rick, you're saying that uh, Frakes was directing this uh, voice? I remember over? him this directing this, yeah. Okay. And okay. a lot of a lot of our crew worked on that. And I feel like it was a video game where yes. there was yeah. live action stuff that you'd like play the game and then you'd get to a certain place and the movie would come on or something. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, oh. I, I saw some of it. And, um, I, it's been it's been uh, it's been a while, but I, I remember that you you player would have you would have an option to do this or do that and man it was so much fun man I and and um I remember thinking not only am I on the Paramount lot you know like which I think is to this day my favorite it's so beautiful um, yeah but I'm on Star Trek man you know yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know I mean? like I was so charged I was so you know I was a young 28 year old actor and I was I was so happy to be there you know yeah I loved all the makeup and I loved the glue on, on the eyelids I loved all of it you know, and, and um, like, <laughs> that's you know, awesome. Yeah. And um, Jonathan um, directed it. And I, I, I can't remember how long it took to shoot. Probably six days. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it was a week or two that they it was it was definitely a project. I remember because yeah. I was yeah. shadowing directors at the time and I had shadowed Jonathan Frakes. OK. Um, when he was directing up episodes of our show. And so I remember him talking about this and it was all that was all happening as they were developing the Star Trek experience, the Vegas, okay. um, you know, destination. It was at the, the Las Vegas Hilton and they had a giant, they had a, uh, a giant like bar quarks bar and a whole ship sort of built there. Um, and then yeah. they also were doing a movie experience, you know, like a back to the future ride kind of thing oh, okay. that, that had filmed elements. So I think Jonathan had something to do with that too. I think he may have. Yeah. I think you're right that. about that. Here's a little, here it is. It's, it's Star not Trek Klingon, Klingon Warrior. It's just Star Trek Klingon. And it's on yeah. them, learn or die. Yes. <laughs> Jonathan Frakes, and it says uh, Robert O'Reilly. So Bob O'Reilly yeah. uh, is Galron. Wow. And it's listed as the ultimate interactive adventure. Wow. Well. So. Is, that, is, that, is that something that you can buy now? Or is it something that, that you? You know, I'm sure this is, you can find this. Probably on eBay somewhere. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's you can't probably you probably cannot just buy yeah. it off the rack right, 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 right now. I don't think it's available. It's been, yeah. it's been a while. Yeah, I would right? I would so, love to have one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I'm shocked they didn't give you one back then. Yeah. So, yeah. That was so Rick, that was before Voyager. That was your first ever that was like months before, right? Or yeah, yeah pl that was number one. That was literally this literally yeah. job number one in the Star Trek world. Wow. Right. Yeah. Which then led to prototype. Was it led Frakes to, or Surma that called you up for that? That yep. Uh, okay. That then led to um, a few months later um, led to Star Trek Voyager, um, and uh, Ron Surma uh, and uh, uh, called my agent and, and said, you know, this would be great for Rick if, if he wants. You know, he'll have to audition for it, which I did. And, and 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 it was it was it was awesome, man. You know, I met I met I met Garrett. <laughs> uh, I met Robert um, Beltran. Beltran. Yeah. Uh -huh. I believe on my first day, I met both of you guys, and then okay. I, like subsequently, just met people as I as, as filming went on. You know. Yeah, right. sure. I, I was thrilled to be back on on Star Trek, um, even though you know, in prototype, you can't you can't see. Right. <laughs> You're. <good. laughs> I got a question about that. Now, did they, so with the, the robot, I, I want to call it makeup, but it was probably more of a costume than makeup because yeah. it, it, you know, fit over. Was there any fittings for that? Like, how did that, the, the, 
the facial structure or any was that any of that part of a like a, a molding or a casting or anything? It's, or you know, it's been so long. I, I I just remember. I think the 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 main concern was 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 I able to to breathe and 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 to see out of yeah. the out of the face, face yeah. part of the of the of the robot's face. Yeah. And, um. I I think there were tiny little bitty slits or something where I could so I can at least see a little bit but it was uh -huh. really hard it was extremely hard to see I bet it was yeah so I would take off my I would take off um prototypes um prototype 3947 he has a name okay he has, he has a name exactly I would take off <laughs> I would take off his his um his hat his helmet or his face so I can at least kind of mark where I how many steps I needed to walk and then I oh would, wow kind of practice a little bit and then I put it back on and then, okay, then Jonathan, you know, action, and then we would do it, you know, and it actually, you know what, it's, it, it actually worked out pretty cool because when you look at the character move, um, it, it, I, when I watched it yesterday, I, I mean, I, I say this with all humility, I'm really proud of, of what I did with the character because yeah. I'm, I'm really essentially in a mannequin suit, you know, and I had to really bring life to, to that, man. Yeah. yeah. And had to move a certain way. He had to, you know, he had to be kind of, kind of sloppy and loose. But then all of a sudden, he's super robotic. Yeah. Right, know? right. And there was yeah. this one thing where I remember I had to had to jump down some steps, and I just hadn't seen it in so many years. I I watched it yesterday, and I, there was this one scene where I have to um, jump down some steps, and, and, and so I can get to Bolana Torres. Now, I, and I, I kind of walk like kind of fast, and then I just hop, you know, like. Uh -huh. you know? <laughs> You know, like he, he's a robot, you know, he, yeah. he doesn't have a lot of yeah. ability like we do as humans. And I thought yeah. that was so cool for the character design because he looks harmless, but right. we yes. discover he's deadly. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, exactly. well, you know, what's crazy is when you go, when you, you know, when you're in college and you're in the theater department or you're, <laughs> you're training, nobody teaches you robot acting. No, you know what I'm saying? This is stuff that you have to kind of yeah, really work kind of out. Yeah. 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 I almost feel like when you got this role, you should have had your agent call Anthony Daniels, who played C3PO oh, yeah. in exactly. Star Wars oh, and say, yeah. Hey man, give us some tips. Give me some tips. Help me out. It's funny you say that because some yeah. of the design of that, of that uh, headpiece, Reminds me, I hadn't thought of it before, but it reminds me a little bit of C-3PO. C-3PO. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. Little bit. I, you know, Robbie, when I was looking at that design, um, first of all, it seemed kind of like retro to me. I yes. was like, yeah. wow. For, for the 1996, whatever this was, I thought, boy, they could have come up with something a little bit more advanced looking than that. That looks pretty retro. And then I started thinking as I was rewatching it, earlier i was like my god this reminds me of some of the stuff that you would see yeah. on 1978 battlestar galactica <laughs> it's like, yeah. this looks like something i this you know one of the the some some alien or, or some yeah. robot race that ba battlestar galactica would use because yeah, totally, that's yeah. the kind of style it is it's sort of retro yeah. throwback kind of a thing yeah um yeah oh also just uh, so we don't forget robbie and i typically do a quick synopsis of yeah, let's do our synopsis yeah. in our in and, our little poems i have a limerick i'm not really proud of my limerick today i was having trouble with my rhyming so i'm just okay. gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna give it to you i'm i feel like i could have done better but anyway today's okay. limerick for prototype is Balana meets 3947. He might die and he won't go to heaven. <laughs> Saving him was dumb and robot wars aren't fun. And Balana feels a lot of confusion. I sort of got <laughs> lost at the end. I was like, I don't know. She was, she was torn at the end, I, but I couldn't make she it was. rhyme with 3947. So <laughs> limericks are hard sometimes. There you go. That's my limerick. That was not, I liked it. I liked it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Robot wars yeah. are not fun. And Robot now we go to haiku. <laughs> haiku is even more the essence, yes. even less words. Even, yeah. Okay, ready? Yeah. Torres finds robot. Warp plasma reanimates. Torres terminates. Ooh. 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 The haiku has always got more like. The haiku. I don't it, know, haiku. man. The limerick. Limerick is always fun, though. I get more laughter from yes, the limerick. The limerick the haiku will give is more me a like deep laughs. thoughts. Even if the yeah. limerick is ridiculous and makes no sense, it's funny. But yeah. uh, it's the haiku awesome, is man. limericks and haikus based upon. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Let's best. start with that opening shot, man. Like you just, that opening shot is you're, you've got that staticky vision and then you see that three shot with Bolana Torres, Tuvok and Janeway. And I always find it so funny as actors, whenever we do shots like that, you have to be so uncomfortably and unnaturally close to the actor next to you just to make it work for camera. It's sort of like, no, you got to get closer. And you're like, you're literally <laughs> it's like what because in real life personal yeah. space right nobody would be that close to another human being but you yeah. know as a director robbie you yeah. have to like yeah, fit it gotta... into that frame yeah, it doesn't uh the lens doesn't always capture how awkward it we're you know we're lining oh. up sometimes as yes. actors yeah the other oh, thing i noticed did. about that the two things i think about on that opening shot is there were no edits you know, it was all sort of one long take, mm. which can be harder to do. Like that means the actors, the timing has to be right. Everything has to be playing without the cut. You know, if you've yeah. got coverage, if you've got a close up and a wide shot, you can kind of in editing, change the timing and make sure that the story works. But that was a real testament to performance there because there were no cuts. It had to no be cuts. right. Wow. Yeah. yeah, right. And also in that first scene, Rick, you, um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but you know when we're testing, when there's no life in 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 the robot in the beginning, that's not you. That's just that's just a model that's on the on the. Um, you weren't there for that scene where we lifted up the arm and dropped it. Correct. Right. I think that's. I I don't think that was, that was me. No. I, yeah, I think you came in later when you had to walk around. Right, but that right, right. that particular shot, um, I just remember. I, it, with the uh, exception of when there was this kind of a just a sparkling of life coming out of out of three nine four seven and and it started started speaking and started speaking a little bit you know like right. oh yeah that was you that was me yeah that was you right. but but I, it'd be like i think everything up to that and the, the arm up and down and all that i think that was that wasn't i was, I was stand just, in or something yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah the other yeah. thing i noticed in that point of view opening that one long shot was they had this kind of like snow like the image kept fritzing to snow and things like that yep and my yeah. mind went to, oh, that's like old-fashioned TV when your antenna's not working good, right? But that's yeah. very analog. Like, yeah. it's a very retro kind of version <laughs> of, of, like, in a digital world, it doesn't get, like, yeah. it does, that's right. all analog. So I was, yeah. part of me yeah. immediately was like, oh, that was the 90s, and we hadn't kind of jumped into a digital, digital language. Yeah. Yeah. So we're yeah. still looking back at, like, Oh yeah, it's an analog yeah. connection or something. I don't know. I think it makes you wonder, like, how old is this creature, this robot? Yeah. How long has he been out there, floating around in space? Yeah. Mm -hmm. where, where does he come from? All those things, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, he yeah. said at one point, what did he say? A million. He did say a million something that hours. Days it was hours. hours. Was it hours? hours. Okay. Yeah. He did calculate that. Well, I didn't do it, but Google did it. A million hours is something like 114.5 years. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Yeah. Because they, yeah. didn't they mention that the Prelor were, or at least the, the builders were alive a couple of decades uh, ago? Or, or is that not right? I, I'm, I, huh. I, I, no, I think I that's right. I think you were yeah. probably created and for a long time served with them. And then, and, and then you and guys killed them. You had to, yeah. 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 You had to. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we we became self-aware <laughs> yes yes uh robbie we thought that this episode was written by ken biller we were wrong it we were wrong yeah nicholas correa directed oh. by jonathan frakes uh directed by jonathan frakes yeah. so we were right about that yeah since uh frakes directed you on that video game do you know if he actually called ron surma up and said hey that kid we use on the video game let's bring him in on prototype did that happen at all as far as you know I, I i don't know i could i um i would like to think that that's what happened <laughs> uh, <laughs> because, you know like he was literally the you know, the person that, that gave me my start, you know, in, 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 uh, in the sci-fi world. Yeah. And, and I'm, I will always be grateful, you know, that, that, that one person can, that, that God puts in your life that can really shift your career trajectory, you know, trajectory. Mm -hmm. and I, I'm always grateful for that, you know. Um, I saw him in, at Dragon Con three years ago, I think, and, and we, I just chatted for a minute because he was so busy, but I was just like, hey, man, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, Rick, Jonathan Frakes is your real life builder. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, That's all right. right. Exactly. Like, like a life imitates art. It is. 
Exactly. Life imitates art. All right, let's go to that scene in the mess hall. Um, Actually, no, before the mess hall, there's a, there's kind of, you know, Torres and Kim are working on the, uh, on, 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 Mm -hmm. on your body basically. And, um, there's there's some flirtiness going on there. Yes, that there whole, was. What and I, was up I've with that? Robbie, I'm telling you, I've I always know. felt that Kim should have been with Torres. There was all <laughs> these, little, it, these undertones of flirtation, and she's calling me Starfleet. She goes, "You better don't make me pull rank on you. You got to go rest." And 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 to me, yeah. I, I oh man, I felt like there's a spark of something happening. Yeah, yeah. So well, I know. You know what, Garrett? I think Balana had a spark with everybody. Let's just be honest. She had it with Chakotay. She and by the way, speaking of sparks, why was she so obsessed? Like from the jump, she was obsessed with this robot. Like yeah. it, yeah. she went from zero to a hundred. Yeah, from the start. And part of me was like, mm, I mean, once we got into the story, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll buy into this. But I felt like there should have been something. Yeah. to set up that obsession because it just seemed slightly yeah. dramatic for, for how much she really knew this robot. Like, calm down, all right? Calm down, <laughs> take it down. I, I don't know, that, that's, that's, that's a, yeah, I, 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 my first thought, of course, is that, this, that maybe a maternal drive, you know, to get, yeah. to have this, get life um, uh, to this, this, infant robot, you know, you know, that type of thing. And then I thought, well, maybe she just, uh, you guys would know better than I would, but maybe she needed some purpose or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, sure. Her performance was, her performance was awesome, but I just thought as it was scripted that there was, there was not this sort of, oh, there's, there's a path I could go down. Here's why that means something to me. And now I'm kind of wrapped up in it. It was just like, she was wrapped up from, from the start, from the start, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So my take on this, when her being wrapped up, I want to come up with something. You know, you always hear about, hey, Rick, you've heard this. Once you go black, you never go back. So is there something where we can say, once you go robot, you never go? So listeners and if you can <laughs> come you with something robot. that rhymes with robot. <laughs> That we can never say no bot. <laughs> once you go robot, you can never say no bot. You can, so you, robot, you can never say no bot. No bot. This is PG 13 podcast. Is. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it, it's, um, this, is, this is, it's funny. This, this is my second podcast and my fifth Zoom. So um, when I did, I did a podcast with Supernatural a couple of weeks ago, and I had to, I had to ask first off before we started. Is it okay to like how is this G rated? Is this yeah. R rated? <laughs> so, there you go. Get your right parameters on. straight before yeah, you yeah, begin. Yeah. That's so smart. <laughs> smart man funny. you are. Yeah. Um, this is the first time we're in Torres's quarters. Am I right, Robbie? We have not seen Bologna. Have we seen Bologna Torres's quarters before this episode? I don't think so. Because no, it was yeah. the very first time. And right. And she I has do, red lights. The red I lights. I do remember the that they were, I remember um I remember when they were doing Paris's quarters for the first time, I feel mm-hmm. like the set design department asked me, they said, hey, or maybe, it, no, it was Marvin Rush in lighting. I think oh. he said, hey, do you have a favorite color? Because we're gonna <sighs> pick a color for yeah. Paris's quarters. And he goes, we've already done red or something. And, and I feel like I remember choosing the blue or the purple or something. Like he gave me a few choices. I was like, yeah, I like that, that's good. Yeah. So maybe they asked, uh, she was red, right? Yeah. Maybe they asked Balana or Roxanne what color she might like. I don't know. Maybe, right? And Klingon insignia is in red. So maybe it's red, that's, yeah. The, that that's fits. what, yeah. So that fit for that particular uh, set. Mm-hmm. Um, I never got asked that. You're lucky that Marvin asked you what, what color was you yours? Were. Was yours orange? I feel like yours was No, orange. I think mine was like a yellow. more bluish or purpley or something like so that. Yeah. Maybe mine was yellow. I don't remember now. See, I probably messed up this whole story, but I do remember <laughs> Marvin asking and giving me a couple, whatever choices were left that people hadn't yeah. chosen. I think he asked. Yeah. I want to go back to the Neelix scene, though. I thought it was... In the mess hall? Yeah, yeah. in the mess hall. I thought mm-hmm. that was really... One thing that, that came up as I watched that scene was Ethan Phillips has always said 
he only got in seven years he only got complimented on his food twice and <laughs> once was from my character and i think once might have been from janeway and uh wow. and in that scene she said something about the coffee and how disgusting it was or something. I was like, oh man, Neelix can't even make a pot of coffee of without coffee. without somebody no. taking a shot. Like, no. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we must make note, it's about 21 minutes into the episode before we even see Tom Paris. I know like, it was Tom, a long time. <laughs> it was a long wait. It was like, okay, there he is. He's on yeah. the bridge. <laughs> and what is up with that tension, Robbie? The tension, the tension between Paris Chicote. and Chicote. Because he goes said the same thing. Because yeah, here you are as a hero. You're saying, "I'm going to go ahead and take a shuttle, and I'm going to yeah. go save her." And then, and then Chicote's like, Chicote goes, "We don't want to lose another shuttle." He doesn't say, "We don't want to lose a crew member like you." We, no. He says, "We don't want to lose another shuttle." Yeah, careful shuttle how is, you drive, because yeah. we don't want to lose another no, shuttle. Shuttle's much more valuable than Paris's life. Obviously, I mean, if you're gonna, I said, <laughs> I thought the same thing. It's like, really, are we still playing that? Like, yeah. That was shocking it, to me. It was it was bizarre and out of left field and yeah yeah it definitely yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you I mean you guys are in the show. Your characters are pretty pretty good pals though, right? Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, our characters, Paris and Kim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Paris buddies. and Kim are very good pals. There's a yep. backstory before the pilot that Paris had been had flown with the Maquis and sort of that that my character Paris had. Uh, had abandoned the Starfleet at one point, and then he flew with the Mar Maquis and abandoned the Maquis. So he was kind of not welcome anywhere, my character. Oh. And Chicote. This, sort is, this of, is before? Before the pilot, yeah. Oh, be oh, before the pilot. Yeah, so the backstory there, but we, we're, you know, we're well into season two now. I was right. surprised to see Chicote bringing that up. Like, yeah, you know, that shocking. sort of tension, that Maquis, yeah. Starfleet, Maquis yeah. don't like Paris tension. It was like, wait a minute, we're what? Right. I mean, it'd be episodes one episodes into this show, like right. But yeah. it'd be it'd be one thing if he kept that tension from the pilot in every episode until now. But yeah. literally, mm. that tension was in the pilot. Not, none of the episodes after the pilot uh -uh. until now. It's like out of the blue. It's like, hey, let's uh, relive the tension between Paris and Chakotay from the uh, pilot from a year and a half ago. A half we ago. haven't even let's... referenced once. I agree. Really yeah, restrained. Weird. Really weird. Um, yeah. Rick, did you actually in that scene where she says "crossing fingers" and then you do that? Th oh my that God! I made a note. <laughs> it was like the fingers come up behind and the, like over her shoulder, and yeah. it's like. And and your robot is so advanced, but it cannot cross its own finger <laughs> one hand. It has to That's use right. the other hand to help cross it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> please, please walk us through that scene. What did Jonathan say to you? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, I very clearly remember um, Jonathan saying um, it would be really cool if you literally did that. Like, <laughs> so that yeah, was it's that's a good a, bit. That was it's a Frank's comedy. direction. Yeah, it's yeah, just comedic. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's one of those things you're like, either that's going to work or it's not. <laughs> oh, I thought it worked great. It was funny. It worked. It was, it was hilarious. It was so, it was so fun and and, and I love uh, when I love when there's comedy on our show I really yeah. I I miss that there's not more of it like I was I was very happy when Tom Paris had a line in this where he's flying the shuttle in he's like okay heading in and then when he goes maybe not and he turned around <laughs> like just any any time we can sort of have a little laugh, I think is awesome. So a little laugh, I really yeah. Robbie, I really wanted to see the visual effect of of your shuttle bouncing off of the other thing. It, it, only, it only showed you inside the cockpit of yeah. the shuttle, but it didn't show the exterior shot of your shuttle going bling, 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 just bouncing off. Yeah. That would have been good. A little Looney Tunes sound effect in the background. Right, right, right. Exactly. Bling, bling. Uh, By the way, when I, I also love speaking of funny moments. Yeah. There was a funny moment in sickbay when Bellana goes in to ask the doctor for some help. And then Bob Picardo goes, uh, Bellana, I'm a doctor, not, and she cuts him off, not an engineer, I know. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, that's funny. I like the funny, keep the funny coming. Yeah. Uh, did you uh, develop a friendship with Hugh Hodgen who played 6263, your fellow uh, Hodgen, trailer? Um, yeah. I, you know what, I did not really develop a friendship with him, but we, you know, we chatted, from what I can recall, just, just, just a bit um, backstage and, um, mm. Uh, 
just watching it yesterday, it brought back so many memories. I, you know, we had a different approach to, even though he was not in it so much, we, we just had a different approach to the physicality of the robot. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, he was a little bit more human-like and more fluid. And mm -hmm. um, uh, I believe that I also did the voice for the robot that's on the gurney or the, the one that they're trying to resuscitate. Or uh -huh. uh -huh. the, oh, the prototype? The prototype? Yeah, the pro oh. Yeah. Yeah, you did uh, that voice as well. I'm oh. pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I remember, I remember going into, um, you know, it was an entire voiceover job. Yeah, no, I mean, you did. They didn't record any of that stuff on set, clearly, because once you have that yeah. mask on, it's it sounded like yeah. this the exactly. whole time. Right? So you must have spent countless hours at Modern yeah. Sound doing the voiceover for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, Modern Sound. Yeah, and um, then. Frakes oh, asked right. you to Modern do the other character too, though, huh? That's I cool. think so. I, well, when I was there, I, I remember um, I remember being asked, um, uh, "Could you just could you do the other one as well?" Because I yeah. remember getting paid for two different characters and okay, and, uh, so three nine four seven, and then and then I guess the, the, the first one that they bring to life, you know. And because I, I remember listening yesterday, and I said, "Yeah, that's that's that sounds like me." Huh. Um, okay. This is a, a prototype zero 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 one. Is ready to accept programming. You okay. know, I said, well, that's, that, that sounds like you. me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. For some reason, I thought you did the voice of the Kravik commander as well as your Praelor, the guy that I, comes on screen later with Jane. No, I did not. You didn't do that um, voice. Okay. All right. As far yeah. as I know. <laughs> I just wanted to say yeah. I, I had uh, also uh, directed the first couple seasons of The Orville. Seth MacFarlane's sci-fi show. Oh yeah. And there's a yeah. character called Isaac Apolita. Oh yes, oh, Isaac, Isaac totally reminds me of, yes. Wow. Uh, yeah. The Praelor and the Kravik, you're right. Wow. right? Yeah. It's very similar in its sort of, yeah. in its sort of, uh, uh, that's Mark Jackson as the actor. There's yeah. something I was thinking There's an influence of that. there. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. definitely feels like there's an influence there. Yeah. And I know that Mark, uh, when I directed on that show, Mm -hmm. It was a struggle sometimes for Mark inside of that, because uh, that's a series regular yeah. character. So he's on the bridge, he's, right. and he's, you know, it's hard for him to sometimes see the other actors. He's mm -hmm. got yeah. an ADR, all of his dialogue, re-record all the dialogue, because it's, yeah. they yeah. do have a microphone inside that headpiece. They try to get good dialogue, but it's... I'll have to check this show out, actually. I haven't seen it yet. I, I oh, like you it. haven't? It's, it's, oh, wow. It's fun. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's some really good episodes. It's yeah, very, yeah. and it feels very familiar to old 90s Trek, for sure. Okay, cool. Old 80s, 90s, that, that next generation era. You'll like right it. Up. You'll like yeah. it. Any funny moments uh, filming regarding, you know, uh, bumping into anything or any, yeah, any, anything that really you, <laughs> that kind of just, you remember so clearly as being, oh boy, that was hilarious. Uh, not I, so much I, the day of, but now it is. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you asked that because I bumped into I bumped into a couple of different things. <laughs> it's because you're, you're trying to you're trying to make it look natural and and, and, and as realistic as possible. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, and action. And then you start moving, and then <laughs> you know, <laughs> your, your leg. Because I'm I'm pretty tall. I either either my my leg would hit yeah. the table or something or yeah. computer deck or something. You know. Yeah. And um, but I, I I I you know I love it, man. You know, like I, I was like, cool, we'll do another take, and you know, and yeah. This time I won't hit my leg. You know, maybe it might be my elbow or something. Right. But, um. Uh. I thought that that was. I'm all for happy accidents, as Bob Ross would say. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good Bob <laughs> Ross quote. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The mortal exactly. words of Bob Ross. Yeah. Um, Okay, how about your relationship with uh, Roxanne Dawson? Any memories of working with her on Man, set? she was so, she was just such a pro. You know, it was my first time working with um, a, a, a series regular, you know, a bona fide character from the Star Trek world, you know, mm -hmm. like on a daily basis, you know. Mm -hmm. And, and um, she was really kind and she would, she would sometimes say, you want to run lines and, you know, that type of thing, you know. And, and yeah. that's always a, a, a nice thing. For, especially if you're a guest on someone else's show, you know, for someone to sort of say, hey, you know, whatever you, if you want to rehearse, that's cool. If not, that's cool. And um, she, she made it comfortable. Um, and I, I remember running into her at Modern Sound as well. And she was like, she was like, hi, Rick. You know, like that. Uh, I was just like, oh, man. You know? 
So yeah. Um, Is that what she said to you? Did she say hi, Rick, or did she say once you go robot, you don't go no bot? You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, she said hi, Rick. Oh, hi, Rick. Okay, <laughs> just checking. Yeah, uh, and uh, she's she was she was really. Um, you know, uh, and really everyone, you know, uh, you yeah. guys as well. And, you know, I, I, I always, I've done interviews over, over the, over the years and yeah. people always bring up Star Trek and then they say, they say, can you tell us about your first, can you tell us about Star Trek? You yeah. Know? And I always say, it's the best job in town, you know, yeah. <laughs> best job in town, you know, and it's, 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 it's something that, you know, like you, are, you're enormously proud to have yeah. under your belt, man. You know, yeah. so I was so green, man. And I was, yeah. I was a rookie to not acting, but so much like just LA. And, yeah, yeah. And being on set, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, it's a different machine, you know, yeah. and, and, yep. and um, a different way of working. And, and I, I, I discovered quickly that I very much enjoy film acting, you know, like being on camera. Um, yeah. And um, being a stage actor, you know, I, most of my experience prior to LA was, was on stage with just a bit of on camera, you know. Mm -hmm. And, and um, when I, like this role for me, as well as the video game, that was the two biggest on-camera jobs for me. Yeah. And I, I, I was learning as I was going, <laughs> you know. Wow, oh, yeah. Learning, yeah. you know, and, and, and okay, I hitting the marks, okay, hit the light. I remember I worked later on, um, I don't want to jump ahead, but I remember working on, um, LeVar Burton had hired me to do uh, Deep Space Nine. It was an all Klingon episode, mm -hmm. uh -huh. Soldiers of the Empire. Mm -hmm. Um, wonderful actor passed away. Uh, uh, um, uh, he was in um, all those films about the, the police academy films. Uh, can't remember. Uh, oh, his name. Um, he played Tackett, uh, Tackleberry, yeah. Tackleberry. Um, Tackleberry yeah, he yeah, was yeah, in yeah. Robbie. He was in the Thirty Sevens. He played Amelia Earhart's uh, Fred Noonan. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, wonderful yeah. actor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very yeah. talented. Uh, we, we were all Klingons together, you know. And I was like. Working with Tackleberry, yes, he's gonna, you know. Yeah, he's a tall guy. He's a big guy too. Yeah, he was he's a, a big tall guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, pretty big guy. You know, mm -hmm. and um, he's so lovely to work with, as well as Michael Dorn and, and you know um, uh, some of the other uh, other actors. And um, I remember I did this long monologue. <laughs> I don't want to call it a monologue, but it was a very very long speech that I had to deliver. And and the actor in me was just so excited about doing it. Right. <laughs> And, and, and LeVar, I remember LeVar saying action and I did the whole thing and then um, uh, I uh, and then he says, OK, and cut. And then LeVar comes up to me and, 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 and he, he, he doesn't even say it loudly. He just kind of leans in and whispers. He says, that was really, really nice. Next time, stand in the light. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like you know, but but what's so awesome about that is he first get, gave a positive message. You know, he was like, yeah. "That was really really good." Because if if he walked up to you and said, "Like, dude, stand in the light," you'd be like, "Oh, right. okay." But then he right. says, "That's Lavar really though." Lavar's always like, yeah. always Mister Gracious and Mister right. Elegant and Mister right. Positive, yeah. and I love Lavar. Yeah. But that's He's a good awesome. way of going about it, though, right? Totally to get your message good. across. If you yeah. give a positive, and I've always heard, like, if you have to give a negative message, go PNP: positive, negative, positive. positive so start negative. out with something positive, give the bad news, and end with a positive. So this right, is how right, you right. get mm -hmm. your point across. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I just remember when you were on set, how how grateful you were that you were cast in the role and how, and, and it was an early role for you and how enthusiastic you were. And I really, I yeah. really enjoyed that. Every time I saw you on screen after that, I was always like, yep, that's uh -oh. my boy. I was always really <laughs> proud. I go, there he is again, Rick Worthy. He's now on the new Battlestar Galactica. Now he's on Supernatural and now you'll see him. Here. And every time I saw you, I was always, I'd always get this smile on my face like, there Oh, thanks. Oh, so I was very proud of you, man. You, very proud you, of you. Thank you. I, 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 man, God bless you, bro. It means a lot to me. Um, uh, from back to the episode, I, I thought one of the most interesting lines from Janeway, or at least the one that I love the most, is, mm. is it possible that we stumbled into the middle of some kind of robotic war? Like when she I, says that. Yes. I have the same your, Did you just note. spit your drink out just now? It looked like you were spitting your drink out there. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I think that's a tough line to pull off, I yeah. got to say. <laughs> We've stumbled into the middle of some so kind random, of right? robotic, robotic war. war. Robotic I know war. that we've done this. 
She could pull off though. Kate Mulgrew could pull off the melodrama like nobody else. She could do it. Wow. There are robots in that nebula. (laughs) By the way, did you see Janeway and uh, Torres drinking black coffee in her ready room? Uh, when Torres oh, yes. went in there and they yes. had that long conversation, Janeway mm. pulls out some coffee. Yeah, more yeah. more of Janeway's uh, coffee replicator rations. Used yeah, up for coffee. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And she gave Balana a cup of coffee. Yeah, very generous. Do you have any more notes on this episode, either of you two, that you want to share about anything else in this um, episode? I have a few. Okay. I thought it was fascinating that their weapons were so much stronger than ours. Yeah. Oh yeah, the ship. The but uh, that their speed was ship? not. Yeah. yeah, they. Right. They, you know. Yeah. They have. We happen to be in that sort of weird pickle of like, yeah, we can outrun them and leave Balana, or we can stay <laughs> here and get our ass kicked. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, th- I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, technologically, <laughs> they can't figure out a power source, but they can figure out weapons better than all cutting edge Starfleet weapons. Yeah. Right. Couldn't figure out a power module. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting that the power modules all had their own, you know, individual unique energy code or something. Yeah. yeah. That was an interesting concept. Yeah. yeah. They can't, well, can't they can't self-replicate. Right. Know, like, right. And they're all unique. I mean, kind of like our DNA as human beings. It was sort of built into this artificial life form that they each had a unique energy wave or whatever that i thought I just energy thought signature cool. yeah energy <clears throat> signature yeah, i thought that signature, was kind of yeah. cool mm-hmm. yeah. um yeah poor balana had to stab the robot at the end Damn, <laughs> that was sad. yeah was in her sad. words it was necessary is what yeah. She said. yeah it's very sad um yeah. typically rick what we do is we try to uh, we try to talk about the theme of the show because usually every Star Trek episode has an underlying theme that helps yeah. humanity be better at being humans. So um, I'm going to just lead off and just say that a um, couple of themes here for me. Uh, number one, the caveat here is just be careful of, of AI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be careful of artificial intelligence. Like, hey, you know, it's because at some point we are going to get to that point where we build a Prelor or a Kravik, you know, type of robot, a Kravik robot. And um, we could be in for a whole, you know, it's the whole Terminator kind of, you know, uh, theme. It's the classic fear classic, of yeah, artificial Skynet is, yeah, is, yeah. is going to kind of overrun us. So there, that's one theme, the caveat there. Yeah. And the other theme sort of uh, that I saw from this episode was when, um, at just at the very end, where Balana is talking to Janeway and she's clearly just broken up by the fact that she created something and then had to kill it, you know, mm-hmm. and literally um, that word, it was necessary. But the, so the theme being sometimes we must take actions that are not what we want to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that Not actions that we yeah. feel like we should be doing, but be, we realize that because for the greater good, we, it has to be done, you know? So mm-hmm. um, that there is dirty work that has to be done by all of us mm-hmm. at certain times in our lives and that yeah. um, we just have to pull the trigger and get it finished. And it, it totally was, uh, and I agree with everything you just said, mm-hmm. and, and um, it, it really was touching, you know? Like I watched yeah. it, really, really objectively watched it. Yeah. And I had seen it over the years, you know, five, six times, but it's been a number of years since I sat down and watched it uninterrupted, right. you know, and, and um, on Netflix. And, and um, it, it was really, um, it was really touching, you know, because yeah. I felt sorry for um, prototype 3947 and, and, and his, his dilemma, you know, mm-hmm. and um, his, his wanting to have um, the ability to, well, his fear of being extinct, I think, you know, and, yeah. Yeah. and, and wanting, um, I loved I love the the relationship that he developed with Lana Torres because he he really believed in her you know he's like mm-hmm. I believe I think I think I, I think I said where he says um, she says I think I found a way to do it and then I, and then I think he says I believe you will succeed or something you know? yeah something like that yeah he believes in her that, that she can do it you know I thought an interesting theme for me um, certainly there's the Balana story of sort of wanting to um, feel the the satisfaction of of sort of bringing life to some giving life in some way there's that story but the thing that really jumped out at me in terms of like what's the moral dilemma or what's the message the the lesson is i started noticing how with uh 
with the robots that so many of their decisions were driven by who they considered an enemy. Right. That they yeah. were sort of this obsession with enemy because both sides had been created right. with an enemy, you know, pointing the finger at the other side. And right. they've continued, this robot, this robot war has continued the species war that was handed down yeah. to them. And then right. even in, even at moments when they said, well, Bolana Torres, you're now the enemy or Janeway, you're the enemy, like enemies, right. This obsession with who is your enemy can be destructive. And that was the message. To me, that was the theme of like, mm. you know, be careful of an obsession with who your enemy is because it will lead to your own demise or some yeah, version yeah. of that sort of theme to me made yeah. sense. Yeah, to sort of add to that, it's, it's, it's almost like, um, you know, when people have a certain mindset about something and they're like, this is the way I'm going to do it. And I don't care what anything, what happens or mm. what the new information or the new circumstances, we're going to keep doing this over and over again. It's, it's, what is that old uh, Greek myth about the guy keep pushing the rock up the hill and then it keeps rolling back, Sisyphus, back down? Sisyphus, right? Yeah. Sisyphus. So yes, it's sort of a Sisyphus uh, type of situation, yeah. you know, like be, be, be aware that you can be so honed in on one specific way of doing something in your life that it could actually become outdated and not yeah. be really, you know, be, it will not serve you in terms of uh, bettering yourself uh, by staying with this same mindset. What's, and that's what they were. It was just yeah. enemy, 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 right? What's yeah. that phrase? Uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing yes. over and yes. over, over and again, over again. expecting yeah. a different result. It, it, like, different results, exactly. Yeah. exactly. That's sort of their enemy thing is mm -hmm. like insanity. They're mm -hmm. driven to insanity because of this yeah. obsession with the enemy, whoever they decide that is at the moment. So. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. revelation, that revelation that, uh, that when Torres finds out that, okay, so then maybe, you know, um, we can talk to the, the, the Kravik commanders or whatever, mm -hmm. and they're, oh, they're all dead too. And the realization that, <laughs> exactly. that the Kravik and the Praelor actually had a truce. And they were like, okay, you know what? We're done fighting. And now we're going to dismantle our robots. And both robots ended up killing both of their masters. Same an thing. Entire rate, just, now they're the enemy. They're, it's like like they were programmed the enemy. to yeah, exactly. kill the enemy. Yeah. It's, it's, truly, it's truly epic. And, and you know, they, they essentially destroyed their own creators. You know, they're yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, it's, it's kind of you can even sort of sense when you're watching it, you're like, there's something, you know, there's something else happening. Mm -hmm. We don't know yet. You know? Oh, yeah. And like, it's like it's the bombshell and like, bam. yeah. But, you know, the revelation of, of the robots killing the create of the builders to me was kind of a horror moment you know, horror movie mm. reveal for me. I was goosebumpy. I was like, oh, God, you know, oh, yeah, well, for sure. Yeah, right. So. Like, yeah, I was like, whoa. Yeah, whoa, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was the whoa moment for sure when they when they dropped that bombshell. That was a big yeah. one. You want to give a one to ten rating, Robbie, on this up? Hmm. It's tough. I, I, if I'm being honest, I would give this about a seven. I would say it's yeah. better than average. Yeah. But here's here's why. Because I think our best episodes are when uh there's a number of characters involved in the story that the, that the story affects not just, you know, one character, but has an impact on relationships within the, the, the ship and the ship itself. And I felt like this one, because it was so focused on Balana and her sort of internal experience. And there wasn't a lot of affecting of, you know, she had some, a couple of scenes with the captain. But otherwise, it felt kind of like a bottle show. It felt a little bit bubbled up to me. So that's yeah. why I would give it a seven. But, um, but I thought for, mm. for what the story was, um, the script, and, and what the actors and the director and everybody were given to do, I thought everybody knocked it out of the park. So I'd yeah. give it a seven because of the, the lack of um, inner, interwoven you know, relationships and things like that, expanding okay. the story a little bigger than mm -hmm. Bolana, but Otherwise, yeah. yeah, I give it a strong seven. Cool. What about I'm gonna, you? I'll give it an eight. Nice. I'll give it an eight. Yeah, it's a good sci-fi story, period. It is a very so, good sci-fi yeah. story. That part um, that part is very, very good. What do you think, Rick? I'll give it, I'll give it, I will give it, I was going to say, um, I don't think I've ever been asked that question. Before. <laughs> I know, <laughs> it's tough. 
It's tough, you're right? like, you're gonna make me rate it now. You can be, yeah, you can be like, honest. You can be honest. If you, if you want to give a two, man, you give a two. Whatever no, you no, feel. No, I think I would probably give it an eight. All right. Maybe. All like right. Eight, maybe like an eight point. Eight point five. Eight point five. Eight point. Eight point five. All right. All right. There eight you go. and a half stars. Okay. All right. The man eight gets and eight stars, and a yeah. half stars. Nice. Yeah, right. eight and a half, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Any other notes, Robbie? Are you good? No, I'm You're good. good? Okay. I'm good now. Rick, are you good with uh, most of your... Do you have any other... Uh, any episodic notes? Man, Thoughts? I, I'm good. I, You know, I, I actually ended up watching um, uh, Equinox last night as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. This uh, this is a two-parter, right? It's like a finale and then a season opener. Dude, I was like, okay. man, I was young and pretty, baby. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know. Well, oh, well, you, Rick, you, you still like, look. Well, I was it. Well, thank you, but you know, no, uh, you know, coming up on I'll be fifty-four in March. So, but if I remember when I did, I remember looking at Equinox, and well, when I remember looking at Prototype, I was like, I actually fit into that outfit. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, then the second thing was when I looked at Equinox, and I'm in the the Federation uniform, yeah. you know, and um, uh, the Starfleet uniform, and um, uh, I had a nice haircut, you know, and I was, and I was, I was like, you know what, I'm looking pretty good, man, you know, and yeah. I, you know, at that time, I didn't have to exercise or work out, you know, you know what I mean, all that uh -huh. to look like that now, I got to hit it hard, hit the weights <laughs> and the cardio and you know, right. rest and floppy and all that fun stuff, so. <laughs> but as a fellow uh, minority, we do have one thing on our favor. We have more melanin in our skin. So facially wise, black don't crack. And for me, Asian don't raisin. Okay, Asian so <laughs> that, that's how it works. Man, this has been so much fun. Uh, yeah. Seeing you guys again. And I was telling Garrett uh, yesterday, I, I said, man, I think the last time that I saw Robbie... I believe was at a convention in Prague, but I can't remember if that was the last time. Oh, I, wow. It, yeah, it, that was a while it, back. That was a, that was like 2013 or something. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Seven years ago, right? Yeah. Seven years mm -hmm. ago. Yeah. Sounds and, and, about right. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on our podcast. Thank you so much uh, for joining yeah. us. Thank uh, you, man. Robbie it's and, it's yeah. been a pleasure, bro. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. Rick. So good to see you again. It's been a while, but always good to see you. You too, man. Thank you, Robbie. Enjoy Vancouver. How's the Thank weather you. up there, by the way? It's a, it's getting a little chilly now. Okay. It's winter. Yeah. Winter has come. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, but it's well, still man, beautiful I city. Guys, I know we never see each other, but you know, always need to know. I love you guys so much. Right, and uh, if you, thanks, if you, brother. If you Levar and and, and, and Jonathan, uh, give them my love as well. I love them too. And um, uh, I think um, Ron Sermon, I believe, has retired, but I'm not sure. But, oh. uh, I haven't seen know. Ron in years. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, so good to see you, Rick. Thanks yeah. again for joining yeah. us. Thanks to all of our listeners. And uh, stay tuned next week when we review alliances. And for our Patreon patrons, please stay tuned. Rick will be joining us for our bonus material section. And uh, we are so happy to have him. So thank you so much. Thanks, see you guys. guys next week. Bye.